The Sun, the Moon, and a Thousand Furs, a Fairy Tale Retelling by Brandy Gann. Chapter 1 Alice had chewed her nails all the way down to the cuticle as she waited for Liam to return. Part of her considered barring the door shut, but she knew it would do her no good. Nora would try to catch a moment's rest in the lavish comforts of her room. It would not give her any real peace of mind. Nothing could put her racing heart at ease as she prepared herself to face what would change her life, what would reduce it to cinder and ruins. Grabbing one of her most beloved books off her desk, she flipped through the dog-eared sections, looking for moments that would pull her into another world, another life besides the one that she was forced to live. Fat droplets hit the words on the page, blurring her vision and making the ink run. She wiped furiously at her cheeks, sniffling away their dripping companions from her nose. In her mind, she tried to reason with her decision, with the bargain she had made. She had wordsmithed frivolous requests, things that only magic could create since magic had long been banned from the kingdom. Assuming, no, hoping that her wits and a little fortune could save her from this fate from the ever-present feeling of disgust and complete and utter heartbreak that permeated her being and made her skin crawl. Her fingers began weaving and unweaving her red blonde hair until she caught a glimpse of herself in the mirror. The sight of the curse color made her sick to her stomach. Her mother's pained voice echoed like a ghost in her mind. If she had not been so jealous, if she had not made her father make such a promise, her life would have turned out much differently. She wished at that moment, as she had on a hundred more occasions, that she knew how to use magic. She could change her accursed hair, her mother's nose, her eyes. Maybe then she could be happy. Maybe she and Liam could have. Knock, knock, knock. The sound sent a shock of nervous energy through her bones. It's me, Liam whispered through the lock. As quick as a blink, Alice was across the room, unlocking the door with a click of the bolt. Liam slid in like a wraith, his normal tanned face as pale as the lace sheets on her four-poster bed. He did it. The three words hit her like a runaway carriage. Stumbling back, she braced herself on the bed frame as her breath came in fast, ragged pants. Her hands trembled as she braced herself. How? How? All of it? The... The dress of sunshine and gold, the gown of diamond stardust, the dress of silver moonbeams, and the coat of a thousand furs? She finished his sentence with heartbreak and disbelief wrapped around every word. Her stomach rolled and she clutched her hand over her mouth. Liam reached out to take her hand, murmuring her name in consolation, but she jerked it away. He wasn't supposed to be able to do this. That was the point, Liam. It was an impossible task. He must have a Dwin doing his bidding. Where did he even find one? She choked on a sob as she looked up at him with broken desperation in her eyes. What am I to do now? Liam grabbed her hands and pulled her against his chest. It is against the laws of heaven and of earth for a father to marry his own daughter. Alice whimpered, nodding her head in agreement. And yet here we are, to bend and break by his every maddening whim. I won't let this happen, Lissy. I can't. I... 
he stammered before looking around the room. Solemn determination had filled his countenance, something as desperate as she felt. Pack your things. We'll leave. Tonight. Fear and joy alike surged through her as she ran about the suite, frantically packing her things. Liam had gone to gather his own belongings, some supplies from the kitchen, and a few items from the armory. She was thankful that he was being practical one, while she felt utterly foolish staring at her bookcase with a heavy heart. The hardest part for her was leaving her beloved books behind. She had resigned herself to bring only three, her favorite love story, an herbalist manual, and a book of foreign magic. Even though magic did not exist within our hole, it didn't mean magic stopped existing outside the Day Kingdom's walls. She needed to be prepared for whatever both she and Liam would face together on this journey, and if she knew anything, it was that knowledge was power. Bang, bang, bang! Her fingers fumbled as she dropped her pack to the floor, the contents spilling out in a heap. One moment, she called frantically, shoving it all under her frill-covered bed. Bang, bang, bang. Darling daughter, I come bearing gifts. Open up, sweetness. It's a joyous day. Tears prickled her eyes and disgust made her stomach turn. Forcing a wobbly smile, she opened the door. She could barely see her father's face over the pile of fur and shimmering fabric he had stacked in his arms. Without preamble, he stumbled into the room and tossed the offerings on her bed. The dresses floated like shimmering clouds as they landed on the stark white fabric of her bedding. The coat landed with a heavy thunk, like some creature falling into a deep sleep. When her eyes returned to her father's, she shrank back from the wild and completely unhinged joy she saw in his gaze, his stark blue eyes glowing with madness, rimmed in red and bruised hues. Are you not pleased? His voice was raw, his smile manic. She couldn't help but remember when that smile once held the warmth of the sun, his demeanor cheerful and bright. Her father was once a handsome man, tall, with hair like shimmering gold and skin like bronze sugar. All the women of the kingdom fawned over him, but he only had eyes for her mother, eyes that now haunted her in the day and in her nightmares, eyes that now saw her not as a precious child he had raised, but as a bride whose favor he was seeking, and she simply couldn't bear it. Her own false smile wavered as a tear slid down her cheek, the wells of her resolve had nearly run dry, and her cotton mouth tried to form words without cracking. Perhaps she could beg him just once more. But father, it, it's against— She choked before taking a breath. Her voice trembled as she repeated the words Liam and half the kingdom had been echoing in agreement. It is against the laws of heaven and of earth for a father to marry his daughter— her father's manic smile slid slowly into a snarl that chilled her bones and made her take a staggering step back. I am king. The words were hissed through clenched teeth as he took a threatening step forward. I am the ruler of heaven and of earth, and therefore I can break and change the laws as I see fit. 
He advanced on her like a snake, coiled and striking before she could react. His palm cracked across her cheek, rattling her teeth and sending her to the floor in a heap of shock and despair. Pain flared white-hot and her vision swam as she tried again to stand, but a swift kick to her ribs drew the wind and the wheel from her. The noise squawking from her gaping mouth was of pain and desperation for air to fill her aching lungs. Another kick, and black spots danced in front of her eyes. Fingers tangled in her accursed locks, and with brutality she had never known, her father yanked her up to standing. You have no idea the lengths to which I have gone to fulfill your selfish request. The things I've done. What I have risked. He growled at her as he pushed her towards the bed. Choose one for your wedding gown, Alice. For we will be wed come tomorrow eve. The air slowly staggered into her lungs. A sob laced with something else wrenched free and rattled the windows. She didn't know how long she had laid there before a gentle hand shook her awake. She jerked away, the remnants of her father's attack still making her every nerve alight with anxiety. Her swollen eyes met Liam's wide ones, and she flinched when he gasped. Alice, gods, what happened to you? His hand slid beneath her chin, and he tilted her face closer to his. The way he gently brushed his fingers beneath her eye, she suspected the slap had left a mark. I'm ready to leave if you are. Her voice was small, but nonetheless resolved as she stared at him in shaking determination. Almost. He whispered against her hair before gathering the delicate dresses in his arms. He looked around for a moment until he saw her pack was sticking out from under the bed. What are you doing? She asked as he threw the pack on the bed and shoved the dresses inside. These will fetch more than a fair price, no matter where we go. Ah was all she could say in response. For some reason, the idea of bringing them didn't sit well with her, but she didn't have time to argue the issue. They must leave quickly. Liam looked her over and shook his head before walking to the closet and pulling out a pair of breeches. These, some boots, and a belt. For this. Holding a dagger out in front of her. She had never used a weapon before, and she would be lying if the thought didn't send a shimmer of dread down her spine. Still, she complied and stepped behind her dressing curtain. Sliding the breeches on felt odd. Ladies of the day court were not allowed to wear them. Instead, they were confined to the restraints of far too tight corsets and long, billowy skirts. Taking off her dress and donning this new attire felt like shedding her own skin. Hope and excitement alike swelled within her, and she tucked a loose, cream-colored tunic into the front of her pants, it smelled like Liam. Gods, nothing comforted her more than the smell of him. When they were children, his smell was more like that of dirt and horses, and it wasn't unpleasant per se, but a mirror of the wildness in him. It reminded her that it was fully acceptable for them to still be children, even if they were born noble. There was a moment, though, when that all changed and his scent became something more, a soft blush played at the top of her cheeks as she thought back to it. She had come to tell him about the book of magic the shopkeep had gifted her in secret, the true nature of it hidden behind a plain dust jacket. But what lay within its pages, she knew would thrill them both to no end. 
Her impatient knocking had him bellowing for her to come in. Upon stumbling in, she was met with the image of his chestnut hair dripping rivulets of water down his bare chest. The book clattered to the ground, forgotten in the wake of her wide-eyed perusal of him. He, of course, was completely unaware of the effect his near-nakedness was having on her womanly constitution and closed the distance between them. He only lifted the book from the ground and asked of the nature of her visit. She barely remembered a word they discussed after that. She was far too taken with whatever citrus-scented soap he had used to bathe, or with the heat of his skin so close to hers, and the way his hair curled atop the tips of his ears. The smell still made her cheeks warm and her head spin, even now, though times were dire and they were far from children. Stepping from behind the curtain, she smiled a wobbly smile at him and took the dagger he held out in offering. Her reflection glinted in the silver of the hilt and something stirred in her soul. Unsheathing the blade, she smiled softly at Liam and grabbed the fullness of her waist-length hair. Liam raised a curious brow at her. If this hair is what he wants so badly... Her fingers shook a little as she pressed the blade into the strands and began to saw at them. Liam didn't stop her. He only watched with a mixture of concern and pride lighting his features. The final strands snapped loose, and she laughed in both shock and release, throwing the bundle of hair onto the bed. She grinned. He can have it. This has been a reading of The Sun, the Moon, and a Thousand Furs by Brandy Gann. And if you want to know more about this book or the other that I'm writing, you can follow me on Instagram at brandygan.tellerofTales, and I would be more than happy to share my stories with you. A huge thank you to Happy London Press for letting me share my story with you. May your day be filled with happiness and many more books. Bye! <laughs>